the record is starting. I generally feel that Skype's recording is better than uh, Zoom's recording. Yeah, I think that's recording true. It's easier, but I think Skype's sound and everything is makes things better. But I don't, you know, I don't know. I, do you enjoy watching people on like Zoom videos and stuff? Like, is that something you enjoy consuming? Um, consuming? Uh, um, uh, watching, viewing, like, do you, do you get enjoyment out of, like, people on, like, uh, Family Squares screens? No, I, I, I'll listen to the audio. I think the audio is great. I, I don't necessarily, I don't watch people like this, like, but it, yeah. but it, you know, it, it kind of depends I think on the person as well, like um, who I'm who I'm going to watch. Um, but typically, no. But I mean, like typically my consuming, I don't have time to consume a lot yeah. of media. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I YouTube, I'll, I'll watch some things here and there. But like I feel bad a lot of times because like there are people that I really enjoy and people that I want to support. Um, and I feel like, you know, every once in a while I go, oh crap, I haven't watched one of their videos in like so long. I better go and like some stuff because they deserve it. Um, and so I'll do that, but I oh, must, must follow to the algorithm, including this podcast. So, <laughs> but I'm, yeah, so, I'm really bad at that. I am. Well, no, I mean, in my opinion, it's, it's more a matter of like, uh, like it, this is the end result of all of this pandemic mm-hmm. needing to put everything on Zoom, everybody needing to throw content out there because that's the only thing we can do now yeah. um, type of deal. So that's why I, I historically before all this and recording Skype, then everyone was like, I'll do Skype. I deleted Skype. I'm like, well, you didn't delete Skype. You just don't have it on your phone anymore. Like, right. You still right. have the account. So... <laughs> Um, yeah, I think, you know, with that, that bit's probably done its done its end. So, uh, Yeah, uh, welcome to Karate Without Belts. My name's John, and I am joined again after, oh God, what has this been? It hasn't been a year, no. but it feels like it's been a year. <laughs> the last time we, we did anything was a uh, debate with Sal, or not a debate, that didn't turn into a debate, but I, anyway, I introduced the illustrious Dan Bernardo. Woo-hoo. How the hell are you doing, my friend? Mm. We are okay. We are alive. We are breathing. We are drinking tea and it is i i had to i had to do tea today because you know we're talking about uh, kung fu movies so i had to do kung fu tea so we're drinking oolong right now it's the best i got like convenience store thing like garden of orange juice that i got last night because i had to drive home late kung fu orange juice this sure, is orange not? juice sure why not <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not going i'm not i don't have to be on brand come on john <laughs> we just got done with the two minute intro on just like how like you know we were not really into this whole like watching people in like squares thing <laughs> that's why this is an audio programming and like always will be i yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. how's no, training been with you 
recently. Uh, tra- training's actually been been pretty good. Um, you know, I enjoyed. Uh, I was just. I, I wanted to look at your, your thing about the universality of martial arts, and that uh, and that other righteous dude you had uh, doing that commercial. It it's genu- it, I was genuinely like that's that's some good stuff right there. That's like a good like commercial for a seminar. Like more people should do. <laughs> And, you know, that I 100% that was all Keith. Uh, his name is uh, Keith Mosier, and he's awesome. He's been doing Wing Chun for, you know, years and years and years and years. Um, he's uh, such a cool dude. But that was all him. Like, he was like, <laughs> I was like, we need to film something to just put out there, right? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm the kind of guy who's like, I just want to film something and put it out there. I don't care if it's perfect. I don't care if it's polished. Like, I, I, I don't care, you know get it out there the the more you can get it in people's faces the better it doesn't have to be perfect and i was like let's just film something and he goes okay just follow my lead and i was like okay and he said stand right there (laughs) and then just look off in the distance and i was like okay so he just came out we i mean it really only took a couple takes you know because i i was an idiot and was like like i don't even know what to say but then once we kind of figured it out yeah i mean it was that was all him uh and so yeah most enjoyable piece of martial arts content i've seen in a long time yes we keep on we keep on referencing that today but how's the how's the uh school going looks like you guys are are going pretty strong i saw your thing of like how old's that kid who was like just like doing tumbles on a on a folded up mat and i was like yeah he's like he's like what is he now eight nine and he really i mean like really have been focusing a lot on roles and he's come along. I mean, like he's come a long way. The kid, you know, uh, from being scared to get his head anywhere near the mat to just, you know, fear, fearlessly diving over the, over the stick. And I was like, we need to record this. He was a cool. Yeah. Dan, yeah, if you are in the South Carolina area, the mid South Carolina area where there are no mountains, uh, unlike uh, horrible, horrible other States, that me and Dan happen to be from really just need to check out his school that he's uh he's authentically I'm gonna always always glow you up every time every time I have you on buddy the he's authentically like a great 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 school great programming cares about what his students are doing is involved unlike a lot of places you know I think historically have been go check out that go I, I, there's multiple names for it, so I want to get this right. So, <laughs> well within martial arts. That's my dojo. Yes, sir. All right, all right. Columbia, I, South Carolina. If you want to come and visit, you are more. Yes. So get out there, everybody. Get get out on that bus. Um, yeah. and go to and, that. Go to. Yeah, and and talking about that that workshop, if I if I if I can. So it, the first weekend in November, November fourth, fifth, and. Fourth, fifth, and sixth, Keith and I uh, are going to be looking at some universal principles. We're going to look at trapping, controlling, takedowns, basically kind of like looking at where it exists in Tungsudo curriculum, so my my style, uh, where it exists in Wing Chun, his style, and, and just kind of like overlapping it and and learning it, learning these principles from a Tungsudo perspective and learning it from a Wing Chun perspective and and realizing how how really they're all the same. Uh, so that's kind of the the goal of the of the weekend. But it's gonna be a lot of fun. 
really is. It, where I think it, I'm mostly going to be looking at Pasai and Naihanchi uh, from a karate standpoint, so from a Tangsudo standpoint. So we're going to I'm going to be looking at trapping, controlling, and takedowns from those two forms and taking those principles and showing where they exist in Wing Chun. And I may throw in some Taiji Chuan and some sword work in there as well because, again, it's all the same. Uh, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Sword. Sword and Nahachi? Come now. Dude, I mean, like, so where things start to get different is when the weapon becomes long, right? So, like, when you have a sword, then the principles start to change because the sword weapon decides how your body moves, not the other way around. But, uh, which is, you know, like, we, we may have talked about this before. I despise when people just put a weapon in their hand and start doing empty handed movements. Like, it doesn't work that way. So, there are some different principles, but uh, mostly in regards to structure and measure and, and that. But, uh, but there's a lot of similar stuff. There's a lot of trolling and, you know, trapping and controlling and takedowns with a sword. Even if you look at, like, Fiore's work in the 1400s, like, his close plays are they're just grappling. I mean, with a sword or with a dagger or whatever. So, like, it's all... It's all the same stuff. Cool, cool, buddy. That that if I if I could have thousands of dollars and can jump on a plane, I would go. Um, uh, I would love it. I would love for you to be here. It'd be so much fun. As I told another friend of ours, um, who was uh, now that Japan, uh, Kishida. I mean, not a big fan of the guy, but uh, he was just like like two days ago was like, yeah, uh, we'll just open up on October 11th. And it's yeah. just this is just after three years of being like, uh, we'll have this border control and um, only people in certain uh, we're gonna have a cap of oh, and then like recently it was like, oh, you can only come on a package tour and like they just got a bunch of like, I don't know, a fake tourists for like publicity's sake and then they all got coronavirus, um <laughs> and, and 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 just the guy was like, yeah, we won the election, sure, why not? We, we we the end's the end is pretty bad right now. Let's let some foreign let's let's let these foreigners in here. Get the economy rolling again. That works. Yeah, this is a economic talk on karate without belts. Yeah, I would I as I told James though, uh yeah, I'm just gonna be like heckler in chief. Like that that's all I would add to it. That's all I add to seminars, really. <laughs> um I I I I'm I'm a pretty good guy to you, you can get hit in the face. So you can take a punch be... pretty well. There needs to be that guy all the time. I guess I am that guy. I guess. <laughs> yeah, th- this week in training has been uh, managing minor injuries. And just, um, unfortunately, last week I had an intentional week off of training. This week was an unintentional week off of training. Mm, mostly. Mostly. But I, I'm the arch rival of the podcast, I suppose, um is the comma and slowly and surely we are becoming uh frenemies a little bit of that but i'm just gonna leave that right there dan we're here to actually uh speaking of consu- consumption of media to talk about a little known movie that you and i both share a love of and had hit the netflix about a year ago yeah. And we were like, we need to do something on this. And then it's almost a year later and it's like, we still haven't done anything on this. So. Yeah, no, it, it um, I mean, it's, it's, I guess, fairly well known now, which is good. It, it deserves it. I think 
in in my opinion, it's probably one of, or if not the best martial arts film to come out in the last decade. Um, I think it's I think it's phenomenal. Uh, not only is it a good martial arts movie, but I think it, it I think it's just a good movie just in general. It was written well, it was acted well. Um, it it touches on a lot of things that go beyond martial arts, but uh, the martial arts theme I think is deep, and I, I every time I watch it, I it it, it makes me want to be a better martial artist. Uh, and it. It, it it definitely uh sorry didn't want to cut no, you go off ahead. There. go ahead um I, I mean it's so this is and, and i have to draw the direct comparison here i've said before on this program that like karate kid or not karate kid cobra kai is like the spinal tap of karate and i think this movie actually takes <laughs> that title away from it in my mm. opinion mm. because uh, or does it much better in a shorter amount of time without wasting everyone's time and doing callbacks? Because this is an original thing. Uh, to give it some background, apparently this had been they attempted to shop this around to Hollywood, and basically Hollywood said, uh, "Yeah, this is dumb. Let's uh, let's put Bruce Willis in it." Which, if you've seen anything about like what they've done to Bruce Willis in the last five years, <laughs> they, yeah. and this is not talking about his like recent retirement due to illness. Yeah. It's just like him, like essentially cashing in. Oh, and then they also were like, let's try to put Nick Cage in this. What I'm like, Nick Cage in this would have been awesome. <laughs> um, that would have been pretty cool, right? Yeah. yeah. But the he fact they had it like, instead. Nope. what? <laughs> he did jujitsu instead. That is true. That is true. Which is, I haven't seen that one yet. I want to. I haven't either. I, I well, okay. So I started. I started watching it, and I I just could I couldn't. Like, there's that point where you just go, I can't take you seriously. Okay. You know, like, so uh, apparently the film is serious or somewhat serious. And I couldn't, I, 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 so I, I have no clue how good it is because I couldn't even watch it. So maybe, maybe I will attempt in the future. Again. Maybe. I mean, it's, I, I, I get you there. I, I feel you there. There's a, there's some things that are just, just go that aren't worth our time but this is definitely was and it was i think it, it was just on a very very small shoestring budget overall production value is not very high in this film it is a very low budget low to the ground type of film but I don't know. Should we walk through the plot a little and then kind of talk about some th- some themes that kind of stick out? Yeah, we can. Have we have we said what the title? Oh yeah, no, we have. Um, <laughs> see, this is why. Guess. guess guess what yeah. we're watching. Guess what we're talking. So what about. are what, what what movie are we talking about? <laughs> uh, gosh, you know my. It's funny because when I you know when I first when I first saw that it came on Netflix and I, and I saw the title, I thought to myself, you know, this is, this is going to be interesting because this, this concept of paper tigers is such a, a unique concept. I think within martial arts where people give themselves rank or they give themselves uh, titles, but they don't, live up to them or they don't actually embody them or they don't train or they don't whatever and so yeah they're paper tigers 
oddly enough, that that theme does not really exist in the movie. Um, not, but it it's present. It's the present. whole time. It's but present it's the not, whole time. But it's not like this is this is you know a, a how should I say it's not a it's a, it's not an outright blatant in your face. This is a problem in the martial arts community. No, not as such. It's more of a subtle, this is what happens in the martial arts. And so in the movie, we've got, um, I guess it kind of, it it starts in like every martial arts movie apparently does, but quickly gets out of, but quickly gets out of the 1980s. It starts in the (laughs) 1980s with uh, our three characters, uh, Danny, Singh, and Jim. And they're not in a they're in a kung fu they're not even in kung fu school. They're being trained by one guy, Sifu Shung, who's uh, played by Roger Yun, who has a lot of credits to his name. He was in Batman Begins. He was in Dune. He was in like all of this stuff, but like very much on the side. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it it's, it's lampshaded by his death. Um, but then it, it starts with like them him training these three paper tigers um, and attempting to show them a better way. But quickly, quickly gets out of the 80s and into the 90s, which I was like pumping my fists the entire time of being like, yes, yes, finally, we're not doing this. <laughs> but it showed what, it, what was interesting and what I loved about it is it showed no, this is not dojo culture. This is not dojo culture. This is not um, this is not running a school culture. This is not nonsense like that. This is what Karate Kid failed to do was show backyard garage street training. Mm-hmm. Personal good, good training. Good yeah. Kung fu training. You know the, the you know I don't want to say the way it should be. That's not really the right way to put it but a more uh almost more raw more familial type of of training that um not like you know down here in the south we're we're surrounded by people who trained in their backyard with some guy and it's not some guy worth training with right but this movie you know if chung is somebody worth training with you know that yeah. I think is a, is a big, uh, awesome theme. My one of my one of my favorite parts of it. Oh well, I mean, and the thing with that is like it's like it shows. Oh wait, we don't need to rent a large space and spend lots of money and and you know do all this other stuff. You just do it in the backyard and you do it correctly. You don't need all of that stuff. Right. You it shows the the bare minimalism of martial arts it shows the bare minimalism of, of getting through um right. Right. and so we have this like kind of lampshade into the 90s um these kids do a lot of dojo i like how they said like dojo busting or later on and i was like do you have any memories of this happening yes i kind absolutely. of have some memories of this happening but do you have any memories of this happening yes actually um and and i want to say that it that I wasn't involved in some of it, but I was only involved once in in 
a, a sort of dojo busting thing, but it was it was only at a uh, demo, and so uh, I think I was probably I don't know sixteen, seventeen maybe, and um, I was at Kennywood. It might have been Kennywood. Um, and so they had a big demo, and there was a karate school there, and they were breaking boards, ever, and uh, uh, and they started doing like self defense or whatever, and and they called, they 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 asked people to come up and like you know grab them or whatever, grabbed one of them, around. and uh, <laughs> that's it, like that's that's the only really thing that I've ever done. And, you weren't, you weren't know, going in with a camcorder and uh no 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 none of that none of that people around doing dojos and stuff i think that was probably maybe a bit traumatic but um yeah i i, I feel that what you described is a little more like that um yeah. i've seen instances of people walking into schools becoming students and then doing stuff like that yeah. joining classes and doing stuff like that but it's like i was uh, uh leo dicaprio meme whiskey with cigarette pointing at the screen going yeah. yes yes yeah. this thing this happened this yeah. is not this is not netflix crap i mean it is it's on netflix but it's it's this is not the this is right. the direct di, di, i don't want to keep on comparison but it's like directly opposed to like essentially what like this nonsense cover guy is doing um, where it's like completely unrealistic and it's completely it's like it's a cartoon. Mm-hmm. This is not a cart. I mean, it's it's kind of a comedy to a degree, but this is it's legit. Um, yeah. What was happening? So yeah. yeah, there is there is parts of it that are comedic, um, but then it really does have a lot of serious themes um, yeah. that make you that make you go, you know, what re- what is really important in regards to martial arts? But what is really important? Where I think Cobra Kai goes, who gives a crap what's important? Let's just do what is the most stupid and yeah. most dramatic. You know, the whole the whole storyline of Danny Eight Hands, you know, being invited to go to Japan and, 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 and be a professional fighter and his teacher kind of just, you know, almost disowning them at that point. That I think is a little dramatic but but there's a lot of truth to that and there's there's more in, there's instances i've seen of or i've heard of of things not that but things like that mm-hmm. where there's somebody who's very very set in their ways or like no you're not doing this and essentially ending 10 15 year relationships with people who they've taught for a long time yeah, I agree with you. It is very. It's like, why are they going to Japan? I guess it's like a far away place that seems legit to do professional fighting in the '90s. I mean, when did when did the K1 fights start? In in was it in the '90s? I I don't remember. Gosh, I like, don't remember, but I, I feel that 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 is a bit of fiction they threw in there to kind of make it. Yeah. yeah. To make it, to, in my opinion, I, I don't I don't quite get why that why they're talking about japan in that regard um that might be my ignorance right i'm not entirely yeah i'm not not entirely sure either but you know it you know when you think about a classical martial arts classical martial arts instructor who doesn't want you to fight for money 
doesn't want you to fight for glory, doesn't want you to just be a fighter, right? Like even my lineage, you know, like the the whole idea is if 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 you actively seek out fighting, even if it's sensual fighting in sport combat, like you you are now a fighter, not a mm. martial artist. That kind of idea is is present in that film. Um, because, you know, a martial artist should protect others rather than hurt others. That that to me was a was a uh, had a deep meaning for me. Well, what's funny is that they kept that at the very beginning of the film. He basically says, don't do that. And then we see throughout their youth, that's all they were doing. Right. And so, I mean, like, all right, you didn't stop this before, but now he's doing it professionally. I mean, it is kind of on you, homeboy. Like, like, you, <laughs> like, 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 you like you, you didn't know. Right. Right. So, yeah, I, there's that. So, but we're not really revealed that part right away. So the, the, the film flash forwards, I think 30, I think it's like 25, 30 years um from that like mid 90s point where they're like yeah we're gonna go to japan too like it's like i guess 2020 2018 whenever this was made and danny's now older and we have to kind of comment on older danny like main cast danny versus teen danny they don't look this the only weakness in the film is they don't look anything alike they don't hing hing looks similar to yourself but jim not at all and danny not at all so I mean that I think they went actor over appearance here, and I think that worked. That worked. Yeah. I mean, yeah, some yeah. people want to go continuity and whatnot. Eh, they made what is it? What's his name? The guy from Third Rock from the Sun try to be look like Bruce Willis in that one movie. If they can do that, they can. We can like we 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 can live with this. But they yeah. got the best actor. I think. Um, well, the guy who played the, yeah the guy the guy who played Danny. This was his idea, wasn't it? Like this one uh, he's was his. It's one of, well, one of no, not quite. But he was one of the main people behind it. Um, same thing with Yuji Okamoto, Okamoto, who like is a producer on the film. Alien Yu looks like he doesn't have. He only has a starring credit. And the other guy who was doing this was Tran Quakmao, which I'm not sure what his other credits are. But he very much was like written and directed. By, mm-hmm. which is which is where you get like the voice of the movie which is good because it didn't get it didn't get swallowed up by anything yeah. um it, it stayed on it stayed on task so we switch i guess we can, can get into the the meat of it but it's like we get 25 years later and everybody's everybody's like a crappier version of themselves might have been uh, 15 might have been 15 years because something. there's there's one moment where hing i think there's first time they all three get together and they're sitting there drinking and jim's pissed off right and hing says something like i just want you to know 15 years none of you reached out to me but i think it might well anyway i think it might be. yeah i mean it's some i mean it's from the 1993 to like this is the, the other kind of small weakness of the film where it was like wait they didn't talk to each other in that entire amount of time like Hing just kind of shows up out of nowhere and like starts the plot, which is fine. Like it's it's what you what they had what they went with. I think that's fine, but it is just more like oh, it's two it's twenty twenty it's twenty nineteen twenty twenty, and he couldn't email or call or like 
it's very much like kind of more like early 2000s mindset yeah. with communication rather than like 2018 mindset i mean i can tell you i can tell you that there are people that you know in my in my some people in my previous martial arts school that I haven't talked to in about the same amount of time a lot of different reasons but you know oh. i think i think people have that experience with family members as well kind of where it's only family members if you physically go up to them is the only about the only amount of time that's true but i mean the the thing is like there's only I, I, again i only say it mention it as like a slight weakness mm-hmm. It's not a complete like flaw or like plot hole or anything. It's it's yeah. it's nothing like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, getting they get to the present. We get to the present. Uh, Danny's a bad dad. He's just a bad dad. Like he's a bad dad throughout the entire film. He's just again not a writing. It's like writing weakness, not writing bad. It's just slight writing weakness. Why is your custody agreement in a park? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's the only thing. I'm like, wait, what? Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, it, I mean, it might be. It might have just been that that weekend. That's where they decided to to do the swap. Who knows? But uh, yeah, yeah. How is it fifty fifty? It's if it's only on the weekend. All right, I guess. Yeah. You live in the same neighborhood. Like, come on. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, do they uh, live in the same neighborhood? I didn't. Get you know, that. Apparently, like, like time is time is warped and space is bendable on a lot of this. <laughs> That's fine. Again, not what the movie is about. We're pick, we're right. I feel like I'm picking on it, but I really shouldn't. So anyway, he's picking up his kid from his ex, from his ex-wife, and then suddenly we find out that their master died, and uh, basically he derails everything. Uh, basically, has to, he drops off his kid in the worst way possible. Yeah. And yeah. forces him to lie. They go to the funeral, and um, the noted martial arts YouTubers, the Marshall Club, show up. Which I mean, if you know them, it is kind of they do kind of stick out, but they they do a really good job of being like, yeah, we're the young we're the young guys. Him and Hing hang are like are there, and then we also get introduced to um, Mr. Bullshit himself, Matthew Page. Yes. Which who did? I did not realize who he was. I guess the mustache did it all, man. Like wow. And people wonder why people can't recognize Superman. See, you you can't recognize Matt Page with that. <laughs> it's a thing. It's a thing. I, I man, did he do amazing in this film? And in and in so many ways, like you know, his character is real. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that is a real person. Yep. More than people would would want to admit that he is. A more real character than so many other characters in this film yeah and like and, and this is why i say this this takes the cake in terms of uh of the, of the spinal tap comparison because he is white guy trying to compare himself to a culture he doesn't understand he is guy who stuck around mm-hmm. right because mm-hmm. there is that as well mm-hmm. who because we get the three the 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 three tigers and they're all not doing kung fu 25 years later but they're also the quote-unquote inheritors mm-hmm. and they're all like they comment on that danny just looks like he like lost all his muscle mass right, right? they comment on things basically 
like fat guy. And uh, they come on. Jim is just gave up. I like how he's just like, I forgot. Yeah, I, I do really like that. And I there are people like that who did martial arts for God knows how long. And then they just up and forgot it all. Right. Well, you know, so he went and got a BJJ black belt. So he's now a BJJ guy obsessed with, you know, that and then just lost, forgot his kung fu. And, you know, that is that that point where you're right, that point where he's like, ah, I I, I forgot to salute. I I don't remember what to do. And he's just like, screw it. And then just goes in like, like so it's so, so good. I do like and and then after the funeral, they try to go after the Marshall Club and then Danny gets gets his bike kicked. Hing apparently owns his own. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. I, I, you know, fat boy pride. And then and also. He's a cripple. We don't use that word anymore. We okay. use. We, he's, he's injured. He, he's uh, less able than consecutively. others. Consecutively. <laughs> he's, right. he's, he's permanently he, injured. Yeah. It's not really. Ability. Yeah. It's not really implied like what the issue is other than his like just foot's messed up and he gets money forever. Fell, he fell off scaffolding. And messed his knee up, um, and so now he collects a paycheck every month. I think that's kind of what, what he, the way that he explains it, or something like that. And yet, this doesn't stop him, like several times in the film, being like, "Yeah, I'll show you how to do a kick." Oh God, my knee! Yeah, I'll try. I'll kick you. Oh God, my knee! And it's just it, it is just just constantly forgetting that you're injured, <laughs> which again is, so is something. Yes. Yeah. How many people we know? How oh, many yeah. people we know collectively? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. I do it. You know, when my back when my back is out, I'm like, well, let me show you. No, not a good idea, Dan. Not a good idea. No. Um, unfortunately, we get we we get a we get a bit of racism in the middle here, but I mean, it's I think it's fairly well. I don't want to say racism well played, but it was like basically like, yeah, that's why you don't use that word. Yeah. And and it doesn't linger on it. And it doesn't go way too much. Um, oh, and, they, and they they do it well, I think, or they resolve it well anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So it turns out that the quote unquote kung fu orphans, which by the way we have to mention, this is all taking place in like an empty pool. Yeah, that's pretty good in terms of like, wait, where is this place? It's an abandoned pool. Yeah, maybe like an abandoned school or or an abandoned YMCA or or something that you know. And they've got this like big makeshift. Uh, what is does it say like Wuguan or uh, yeah, yeah yeah Marshall Club because I mean that is their thing right um legitimately it is their thing and it's what they use so I think you know which I think is awesome too like so if you don't know who they are they got they basically became famous on YouTube yep and now they're in films all over like that that to me is yeah. awesome and yeah. you know is an is the epitome of the young guys now who you know. YouTube stars, like I think that social media stars. Yeah, I love that. Well, is there and everything ever, everywhere all at once, and then they're also in. I think they're in Shangchi. Yeah, the, uh, well, at least I know a couple of them are. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if that whole that whole crew, but that whole crew is like legitimately really good at martial arts. Legitimate, like like where kids today would be. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, so they figure out, like, okay, they don't know anything about the death of their master. 
Um, and they go back to 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 Master Ken, who does a really good like comedic job, takes them all on, beats them all. And, and because we see this lampshade, do we see this like in parallel to him as a kid constantly getting his ass kicked by Danny? Constantly, constantly, yeah. And then and then just the like taunting and rivalry between them, and then essentially he's the one who gives the game away that oh no there was a third there were there was a fourth student legitimate student yeah so they have to get and i feel this is possibly the more contrived part of the film but i mean you know it's it's pretty all right so what where do they go to next the dungeon the dungeon which is i don't know that's that's implying other things and uh, <laughs> yeah so i yeah i definitely i think that the the dungeon concept and, and it being you know a, a place for like a mob front who knows right but there's this this part of the film has one of my favorite scenes so we we hear earlier we talked about hing kicking a bag and hurting his knee the reason that he did it was because he talked about the way that a kick sounded it hit the bag. So you have this like this almost ethereal idea that a good kick makes a unique sound. And they go down in, into the dungeon and they're trying to they're like there's tons and tons of people and they're trying to find this one guy and Hing goes, I need to listen the sound like that's that's all that matters because only only he who trained with sifu chung only he would be able to kick or hit the bag correctly like that's that's the the implications right and so they're walking around and you know hing is like listening to people and then all of a sudden you kind of the 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 this audio goes kind of that word for that like blank muffled. almost muffled oh, yeah, yeah. Not muffled, then, but like, yeah, like everything, everything silences and then he kind of hones in on. Right. And, and so like you've got and Hing and, and Jim here and then you, he's starting to hear the sound and the sound is starting to get louder and louder and louder. And then Danny walks into the middle of this of the scope of the middle of mm. the frame and you can see him stop. Start to turn his head like they all hear it at the same time. Oh, like I, it gives me chills. It is such a cool, I mean, it's an amazing scene. I love it. I love it. And it's not crap. Like it's yeah. it's not made up nonsense either. Like between that and the whole breathing thing that that Danny talks about, I'm like, yes, because yeah. I felt that. Yeah, I've had that, that those experiences too, where it's like you can't really explain it. It's kind of what your training does to you. And it's also one of those things that, like, you forget. You, it's the quickest. It's not the quickest thing you learn, but it's the quickest thing you forget. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you there. Because it's like if you're like kind of in tune, right? You're in mm. what scientists, I guess, call flow state. Mm -hmm. Um, whatever that is, right? We're, right. You get it in running. You get it in sports. You get it yeah. in martial arts. Like it's it's not a should I say? I mean, it's not a, a not a spiritual thing that you, you nope. you're like you know. It's just it's a it's a physiological change 
and it's real. And my favorite thing about it too is, and, and we can get back to this at the end, but he goes in and out of it. Like they, they treat it really realistically because it's not mm-hmm. something that you can sustain or, or, or how should I say, you know, if you're just kind of learning it or you're or just kind of remembering it in this case, you're coming back to it in the case of Danny in this film, it goes in and out and, you know, he, he doesn't become some magic um, martial artist. It's just, it's a real, they, they did it really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so it's like they they find out who the guy is, and then they they bring in the most controversial topic, uh, the poison finger technique. <laughs> which I don't know. How do you feel about this? Do you feel this this is appropriately used, or do you feel this was kind of like a bit of a more of a this is a martial arts thing people will will re- kind of know and understand, so we can throw it in there to. I I think it was I think it was a a writing point. I think it. Um, one thing that I think this film does well is it does balance seriousness with funny and comedy. Mm. And I think this is one of those things where it's right in between. Like there's, there's a, there's a seriousness to this, but I think that I don't think that poison fingers is a real thing in the film. I think that poison fingers is a representation or could be seen as a representation of the, usage of martial arts personal gain or usage of martial arts for bad right so we get this like juxtaposition of danny earlier who wanted to to fight and use his fighting for for free and you know the instructor didn't want to do that and then we we see you know jim and hing talking about poison fingers while they're eating you know bacon and and eggs and and they both basically said that you know, you have to, you know, they, 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 uh, uh, what do you call, um, quoted Master Chung as saying, you know, you have to train for 20 more years. And so there's this like real seriousness to it, um, to this, this idea that, you know, there, there are dangerous things that we train in martial arts. There, <clears throat> there are very dangerous techniques that we learn and we have to be very careful we teach those techniques too, right? Um, there's a lot of gatekeeping involved in regards to that, specifically in old classical systems, you know, like, you know the old Koryu systems, the old Kung Fu systems. Even in my system, really, there's there's some gatekeeping to what we teach. So we don't teach beginners. We don't teach people. I, I don't teach dangerous, really dangerous things to people who have, have only been training for five years. Like they, mm-hmm. I need to know them i need to know them well before i can and uh, teach them things that i that i consider dangerous now there's an old uh i'm trying to remember the text there's an old chinese actually uh, uh, i think it's a taiji chuan text but it talks about using pressure points for um uh you know to to hurt the other person so to to use almost like there's acupuncture, there's acupressure for healing and there's acupressure for hurting. And so it, it actually takes a section of the, of the manual <clears throat> and lists the kinds of people to not teach. Mm. Like, like this was a real concern. And, and so this, this idea in this film is not 
you know, it's it's not incredibly fictitious. It might have used this idea of poison fingers to draw this parallel. Um, and so poison fingers in itself might be a little dramatic and yeah. over the top. The Dimmock, Kyushu, right. Death right. Touch, you know, there's, like. There's something to that, right? And it, and it might just be something that's a little bit more philosophical, something you just really have to kind of think about. But um, but I think that they they used it. And, and again, this is just my personal opinion and how I received that. But that is how I received it. Like we're looking at Jim or no, we're looking at Danny, who um, was the inheritor. But ended up not being the best inheritor because he wasn't really a good person. He's a horrible dad. Like we, we see he's a very good person. And then now we have this juxtaposition, this younger guy who is an even worse person. And so now Danny rises and becomes, has to become who Better. Sifu Chen yeah. probably wanted him to be in the first place. Yeah, which kind of brings us, I guess we can kind of like get to the, get to where that, that guy goes to. So they try to confront him in um, Yuji Okamoto's uh business or place of business i guess um because he does in real life he is a restaurant restaurant interestingly enough so oh, like really? okay yes he, he, he runs a restaurant like he, like did movies and he's like i'm gonna just move to seattle with my wife and now have a restaurant um i love that does this take yeah. place in seattle no I, no it does well um san francisco uh, some random pl- i'm gonna assume it's somewhere like san francisco they- they like about like the, the Chinese Cultural Center, and I think it says the the city, but I, I don't remember. I don't think it's anywhere specific because I think it's since just since it's so low budget, they yeah. can't really uh, say where like because there's like budgetary concerns with literally being able to say where something is. So I think it's go it's like wet like ambiguous West Coast right. city, right, right, right. but. Yeah, I, I mean, there's that. But anyway, they find this guy. They're like, oh, God, we can't fight him. And he's like, no, we're going to Baymo or whatever. And they're like, the Danny's like walks away from it. And then Ping tries to go fight him. Then he gets thrown back in Cat Master Ken's dojo. And he's like, oh, crap. We got to destroy. Yeah, completely wrecked. Yeah. And and so Danny finally decides, all right, time time to man up. I do like that end fight. It it is a bit. It kind of goes in and out between the comedy and the coaching and stuff like that, a little bit. But I think it works fairly well. I do like how how Danny is just like, God, I can't do this. Oh God, my lungs are burning. There's some reality there. The fight. I think that the fight between them and the and the young kids in the pool was less realistic than the end fight i think the end fight was i think it was really well done you know the he hit i mean he hit him i don't know how many times but you know he was only bleeding a little bit like you could tell like you know that he wasn't you know and then you could tell that he was hurt you could tell, i mean like i think that it was it felt like this is something that could actually happen would they really throw each other off the roof at the end if they don't like that? You know, oh, that, is, oh, no. that was kind of weird, but um, 
I, I like I I like the the last fight. I did. I did. And it was and and like it, we don't want to like over spoil everything in the movie, but they do end on like a very good note of like everyone's like working at the community or helping out with the community center now. Jim's teaching BJJ. Hing's doing the the like Chinese medicine. medicine. Yeah. And they all meet in Yuji Okamoto's restaurant again at the end. He says, "Oh, everything's on me, guys." The last shot was was the most beautiful part in relation to his son and just passing that on, in my opinion. I do like the ending, the very ending shot of like, because it begins and ends the same way, right? It begins with like them training and like the master and then it ends with him finally kind of being at peace where he should be. Yeah. In the same pose. Yeah. Yeah. So... Such a good movie. So, what do you, any? I guess anything I missed or any final thoughts you want to kind of add on here, Dan? My biggest takeaway from this film, you know, I talked about earlier that it it makes me want to be a better martial artist. Theme is family, above all, martial arts family, and it 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 really gives you a contrast to so many martial arts schools that not that and i don't want to say that you know but what the film is showing is better than the the dojo or the dojang or the guan that you're training in but it's a good reminder for me that martial arts is about people or it's training is about people it's it's about becoming a better person it's about helping other people become better persons and it's really just by doing simple things over again you know we talk about you know this term kung fu and it really just that means is a is a skill <clears throat> that you have acquired through hard work and how important that is to share that with other people to me makes makes that film beautiful. I mean, I can echo that. Like, like for, even though I kind of pointed out some of the flaws of it, it's just like when you watch this, like it does really hit you. Like in terms of like if you've trained for for any amount of time, and the older you get, I think the more this hits you. Sure. The more time you've spent on something, twenty years, thirty years, the more it hits you. Sure. And and that that for me is is it's exactly what you said. It's about the people you train with, and if you're not, it makes it harder and harder for you to to. And as time goes on, it's harder and harder to make those reconnections, or it's harder and harder to make those connections. Uh, it just reminds you how like special those connections you had when you were like either initially trained or or you had that kind of initial experience in your life. Um. It represents it in a really great way. So yeah, we uh, guess this gets our, our ringing endorsement and just getting people to actually jump on and, and look at it, as opposed to every, like the other stuff that's supposedly representing martial arts today, which it's my opinion really not doing the good the job it should be. I agree with you. Well, cool, man. So what what's going on with you with training for the rest of the week? Well, for me, the week is over, but uh. Or I guess in the week coming in. The week coming? What's happening? Um, same old, same old, man. Um, I started uh, started to try to 
grow my youth program, just seeing how that how that's going to grow. Um, I started a youth weapons program uh, or youth weapons class, um, which is fun. I'm starting to to, to teach uh, some Italian stick work to kids. That's a lot of fun. Um, speaking of like familial lines, right? So like teaching what my grandfather taught me when I was a kid to other kids is it's kind of cool. Um, but uh, yeah, beyond that, I mean, got some testing coming up. So we're preparing for, for some testing for some colored belts. I've got um, got some black belt testing coming up soon. And then weekend of uh, October 8th, uh, my student and I are driving up to Connecticut for a tournament. Um, so that's going to be a fun drive. Uh, but uh, that's a drive from where you are, buddy. Yeah, it, it'll be around 14 hours. I'm sure something, something like that. I've done it before. Um, so I, I like driving, so it's not that big of a deal, but I will be driving through the North, which is, you know, not always very fun, but, um, Mostly because of tolls. Yeah, they're they're never fun, especially when you got to deal with it on a, on a regular basis. Not fun. fun. But um, but yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. But really, nothing nothing too crazy. How about yourself? Um, just what I'm doing this week is I've got got a basic idea in my head where I'm gonna front load the week with training and then kind of let. Uh, the kind of latter end of the week be more kind of rest rather than trying to spread it out and then try to do kind of the big stuff in terms of because I've got a a half marathon in November I'm going to be participating in which is like the first time to do this in like over two years Um, yeah and well and like the one I was preparing for two years ago got canned so yeah it's actually real first time doing this in I think six years actually um wow yeah yeah and so i'm just kind of trying to prep for that but also thinking of like ways to essentially make karate the because you know you do two hours of running it's one thing but you're doing two hours of karate it's kind of a different workout unfortunately i live somewhere where once december hits you're not going to be able to do two hours of running unless you're on a treadmill and everyone hates treadmills like so Yeah, yeah. yeah it's just one of them things so yeah. just figuring that out but also um our friend sal will be happy i, I have bob the mace I was back there say something i i yep. noticed you've got a mace back there that's exciting. i do you can also see my trash can and my broom and a box where the mace came from and some laundry <laughs> um this is again why it's this isn't visual but yeah the uh the i'm trying to just figure out how the best you like start out with the mace trying to make sure it you know, let my shoulder rest up this week and then I can jump on the mace again next week so I don't end up injuring myself even further. Yeah. Train smart, not hard, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. Well, Dan, I want to thank you for coming on, man. Like, I, I this has been way, way too long since we've done this, and uh, hopefully we can do this a little little more in the, in the next couple coming months and whatnot. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm glad we finally got to do this. So <laughs> yeah, um, me too. Glad to hear your voice, see your face. 
Somebody has to. Somebody has to. But <laughs> hey, your yours is much more handsome and easy to take in than mine. So not true. Not true. It's just the beard. It's it's a it's a the facade. That's all it is. <laughs> I can't have one until uh, until I leave the, my current job. So I have to kind of continue to get, go beardless. But eh, I I've left the beard behind a lot in a lot of ways. So it's all right. All good. Cool, man. Thank you so much. And um, yeah, thank you everybody for listening. And just remember, everybody, keep on training.